Week three is in the books, except for Monday night football. So let's talk about it. Who was cash? Who was trash? Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. All righty. Mm-hmm. Here we is. It's a little bit different today. Ooh. Top of the morning to you or top of the evening to you, whichever it is. Whatever day you're listening to this. Whichever day you find yourself in. It is probably Monday, the 27th of September. Mm-hmm. All of the games have finished for the day here on, on I guess, Sunday is when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And um, lots has happened. Obviously, we just finished watching Sunday Night Football. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, crazy. I think the first, the first and only appropriate way to start is just by saying, wow. Yeah, mm. crazy, crazy game. I mean, 49ers just gave the Packers too much time on the clock. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're joined here with Luke Rogers, great friend of the show. What's up, everyone? Yes. If you are listening on any platform worldwide or watching it on YouTube. Yes, um, yeah, it was crazy. That game was just too crazy. Brandon Ayuk is back. Yeah. Finally. Mm. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I, I traded for him in a couple leagues. He was definitely a trade target um, for for you. He was one of your trade targets this week. So that's looking looking like it's working out. Yeah. I started him in, in a couple leagues this week. Uh, I, I had a feeling. I had an inklink. I'm pretty well, sure he inklink? finished higher than Debo. Mm. Uh, if I I'm like not, it. If I'm not mistaken. So my inkling well, was right. Well, got the touchdown, so I Debo dropped a lot of passes yeah, tonight. They struggled with drop passes today. Yeah, he did. Hey, we're going to uh, talk about the week, but I just want to quickly talk about tomorrow night's game. Um, Cowboys, I believe it's Eagles at Cowboys. Yeah. Or is it Cowboys at Eagles? Which one is it? Well, I can definitely find that out for you. But it's all it's all same thing. We just know it, the Eagles and Cowboys really are playing. <laughs> um. Do you guys have anyone in this game? I personally am facing Dak Prescott in three leagues, so I really need him to just be average. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah, I've got uh, a lot of stock. I've got Dak. I've got uh, Amari Cooper. I've got CeeDee Lamb, and I've got Miles Sanders. Sheesh, you, got, you got everyone. Yeah, oh, and Hurts. I've got Jalen Hurts as well. <laughs> across all my leagues. Yeah, I've got across all your leagues. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also the same with Luke. I have, I have CeeDee. I have Zeke. I also have Jalen Hurts. And I actually have Dallas Godert. So Godert. Um, I need Godert to do something special. Actually, I actually already won that league, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, I'm excited yeah. to watch the game either way. Uh, I agree. All right, let's give quick game predictions here. Um, obviously, both teams come in at one and one. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins this will be leading the NFC East. Eagles at Cowboys, by the way. Eagles at Cowboys. Um, I'll go first here. I feel like this is a Cowboys win. Uh, I, I think... The Eagles defense is better than I originally believed, but the injuries have started to pile up. I see this going 28 to 14. So I think I see the Cowboys winning this one pretty easily. And my MVP is going to be Amari Cooper. Um, What about you guys? Um, Yeah, I... I agree with you. I think that the Eagles injuries will be a bit too much, even though the defense is legit. 
but mm-hmm. also just how potent Cowboys' offense is. I think that will be enough to carry them over the line. I think it'll be a shootout. I think the Cowboys will win it um, 35 to 28. Sheesh. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with the Eagles side of the ball. I think they actually have an okay offense, the better mm. defense, clearly. So I think they actually have the upper hand on the defensive side of the ball. So I do believe they win. I do believe it, it will be a relatively high scoring game. So I would yeah. say a the 30s. So maybe like a 35 to 28, maybe around okay. there. I feel pretty confident saying that. And your MVP, who who was it? MVP probably has to be Hertz. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. All right. Well, we don't have any sound effects or any jazzy stuff for you today, but let's just get straight to what we want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is who was cash and who was trash. This week brought a whole new group of cash, which is good. Um, more, you know, specifically Josh Allen. Finally. Finally. Some people were a little bit worried about him. Yeah. I think we were just like, hey, he faced some good defenses. And unfortunately for me, Washington does not look like a good defense <laughs> at this time. Yeah. Um, puts up a really, really good game. Four touchdowns through the air and another touchdown on the ground, finishing with five total touchdowns. Uh, this is what we expected when you drafted him probably in the third round this year of your drafts. Yeah, 100%. You wanted him to kind of excel and and do this so i'm excited for josh allen which is crazy is because you expected this washington football defense to be better than expected as well uh, yeah just i guess just me, the, as a washington fan i definitely expected more i guess just the front four to do a little bit better and like get yeah. have some pressure on josh allen just didn't feel like that was the case today yeah i agree um am i the only one who has josh allen in a league i've got him in one I don't have felt Josh good Allen. to start him today, didn't it? Did indeed, yeah. <laughs> you know who we didn't needed feel, it? Who didn't feel and good see- to start was definitely Kyler, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> What'd you say? I don't say Kyler is it wasn't a good start. It didn't feel like a good okay. start. But we'll talk about that later. You feel really good about that one, hey? <laughs> I do. The whole week. <laughs> Great. Um you know you're the only one who gets upset when when we bring up the name Kyler. No. It's a triggering point for you. Um, I was going to say in six point <laughs> touchdown formats, uh, Josh Allen finishes with 45 points, which is crazy. Yeah. Justin Herbert has a nice bounce back game as well against Kansas City and mm-hmm. they get the W. What a game that was. It was a great game. Such a good but, game. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about Mike Williams here on later, but it looks like Herbert is very comfortable with the weapons that he has. And Looks like there's a big season ahead for him. Yeah, I mean he he was balling out. Uh, I know KC. Uh, I think they led the league in yards given per attempt, if I'm mm. not correct. Mm. But um, yeah, he was just spreading the ball out. Eckler got some. Mike Williams got some. Keenan yeah. Allen got some. He looked yeah. like he was on fire today. He was the the Herbert that we saw last season for sure. Yeah, I absolutely love Herbie today. I mean. I think everyone's valuable. I think I said it coming into the season before as well that I think the Chargers can finish four and four or fourteen and three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they that they were going to split with the Chiefs and they won their first game so far. So hopefully, maybe they can sweep him. But that's really yeah. too much to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see if that's possible. Um, definitely, they look like a very good team. Matthew Stafford finishes as a quarterback three on the week, had a really good game with four touchdowns against that Tampa Bay defense, which is definitely 
banged up uh, in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think anyone else really stood out to me necessarily. Uh, Tom Brady still had a good game, even though yeah. he only threw one touchdown. He still ran for a touchdown. Um, still a good game. Still a guy that hopefully you started. Yeah. Let's go to the running backs uh, and talk about who was the cash running backs. Najee Harris, come on, in a losing effort, catches fourteen balls. Crazy! Oh my gosh! On nineteen targets, if if your wide receiver one <laughs> had fourteen catches on one hundred and two yards, you would probably be happy with that alone. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Najee is the answer. They just don't know how to utilize utilize him. Yeah, didn't it definitely didn't work as far as like for the team though. No, no. and that's what I'm saying. Like they, they I, obviously Deontay was out. Juju got Juju hurt that out. game, yeah. but it, it's clear Najee is the most. It feels like he's the most talented player on that team, and Big Ben is just forcing the throw. Yeah, every time Najee has a ball on the floor, it's it's such a positive gain. Whether it's not not all the time. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm he's saying my five. guy had 14 carries for 40 yards. So let's back that <laughs> I up. Know, I know. It's, not, it's not a positive game, but like if you do use utilize him in, in the past game, he knows how to to get space and create. Like he knows how to use that space um, when he catches the ball. So yeah, continue mm. to use him in the right way. Yeah, and I think it's actually good news for uh, Harris owners that Big Ben is looking just so like painful to watch. Yeah. Like he's not moving around in the pocket. He, he looks like he can't throw the deep ball. And now with Juju, do we not, I don't know what the injury status is on Juju, but with him and Deontay out, I mean, I think the sky, the, the ceiling at least for Harris is huge. Yeah. Quite high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a big, big ceiling for him. I mean, he's not going to get 14 receptions. He's not going to get 19 targets. He's not even going to get 10 targets a game, but Mm. um, the, the good thing is that there, there will be targets. It's probably going to be more around the five to seven, but that's still very good for a running back on your team. Kareem Hunt was the running back to own um, over there in Cleveland, (laughs) which is interesting. I mean, Um, both had relatively even touches, but Kareem Hunt was just more efficient and through the air was um, more effective as well. Yeah. He also found the end zone there as well. I mean, the, the, the game was weird, you know, like they started off, they started off, shaky but then they found themselves but the the bears offense never you know had a rhythm but the defense had some sort of rhythm at times it was weird it was a weird game um but yeah kareem hunt i know you have kareem hunt yeah um i actually because of dalvin's late game Mm. when we got the news that he was unlikely to play i took dalvin out and put kareem in yeah and at first i was really nervous about that because chicago's defense is nothing to scoff at but I mean, he came up big. Um, he yeah. looked really good, especially catching the ball um, from Baker. And yeah, I mean, like who can complain about that? Twenty. I think a big, big part of that as well that went in your favor if you owned Cream Hunt was the fact that the Bears' offensive line could literally not stop anything, which means the offense was never on the field. It was always it was always the, the Cleveland Browns on the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, James Robinson finishes as the RB three mm-hmm. on the week. Hallelujah. Buzzing I love about this one <laughs> to see that 15 carries 88 yards and a touchdown and also very involved in the passing game with yeah. six yeah. catches for 46 yards. This is the usage we should see for James Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. This I, is what we should see. This is definitely, this is definitely it. Um, for me, I'm still shaky because 
this Cardinals defense, which it's weird. It's not consistent. It's not consistent right now. Obviously, week one went crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, week two, it kind of you saw it kind of diminish, and then this week it was just like flat, non-existent. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was not there. So I yeah. wanted. I want to see. I think James Robinson plays Thursday night against the Bengals, who actually, obviously, they gave up a lot of points to Najee, but that's yeah. more in the air. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes next week on Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um. This is obviously very encouraging if you have James Robinson, though, yeah. especially after the first couple of weeks. Um, Swift had a great game. Let's give some honorable mentions. Swift feels like a he's such a high upside play because of the pass catch. Every yeah. single every time I see Swift on the field, it's I know that Jared Goff wants to target him mm-hmm. and that he is going to get the ball. I'm comfortable starting Swift each week in and week out. Yeah, um, I want I want Swift on my teams. Yeah, if you can somehow get Swift, honestly, yeah. if you're out there. Um, another honorable mention is actually Alexander Madison. He played really well today. Obviously, Dalvin Cook was ruled out in the afternoon game. This is a conversation we had a lot on this mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. with Start Sits. And everyone who asked, should I start Madison? Mm-hmm. My question to them was, if you don't start him now, when will you start him? Yeah. Otherwise, drop him. Like, if you're not going to play him, then mm-hmm. just drop him because this is literally why he's on your bench for this scenario. So hopefully you did play him. He had a great game. Uh, it definitely needs to be recognized. Peyton Barber. I don't know how that happened, but he also had a good game. <laughs> yeah. I guess they, they decided to say, Oh, I know we just paid a, a, a good amount of money to a backup running back in Kenyon Drake, Drake yeah. but screw Kenyon Drake. Let's bring in Peyton Barber. <laughs> Guys, on like a vet minimum who has done nothing and just give him all this work. 23 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not going to continue though. It's not going to continue. Can we agree? A hundred percent. That's yeah. not going to continue, but that's crazy. He's not going to be on our waiver wire. <laughs> no. For example. Um, um, just quickly, I want to highlight Saquon mm-hmm. bounce back game um, as well as Clyde and Antonio Gibson. Uh, yes. Both had pretty good games. Is Finally. there anyone that you wanted to highlight before we move on? No, those those were the two. I was going to say Clyde Gibson and uh, sorry, I guess um, Saquon was were my guys. Anyone you had in mind, Luke? No, I think uh, oh, seeing Kyle the Juice Juice Jack up there. <laughs> that was so funny. Kyle <laughs> Juice Jack play more snaps than any other running back. Everyone's like, who is a running back to own in San Francisco? And Kyle Shanahan's like. There is no running back to own in San Francisco. It's Kyle Control energy, isn't it, from Kyle? By it's the way, like, yeah. I know I just kind of saw this really random. Sony had 20 carries. Mm. He had one, two, three, four, five, the six most carries in the week. Obviously, Darrell Henderson was out. This is interesting. He, yeah. felt, he felt well, he felt he efficient. wasn't very efficient, was he? No, he he felt he wasn't efficient, but he felt like okay, they're moving the ball. Sony right. he can give you three, four yards. It looked good, but it wasn't okay. it wasn't exciting. Um but, but from seven, I think Henderson's well. still the guy. Oh like, no, I don't no think doubt this turns about into it. a yeah, running yeah. back no, by no, no just doubt in case about anyone's it. curious. No, I just wanted to highlight that. Sony yeah. with twenty touches. If if that was Darrell, that would have been something nice, I think. Yeah. Hey, if you are listening right now on the podcast, um, we want you to know that we actually live stream this podcast on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, youtube.com slash fantasyland football twitch.tv slash fantasyland football and if you're in the chat right now uh, as we're recording this podcast uh, guess what we have a podcast it's called fantasyland football you can <laughs> find right. it on all platforms but also we will do a quick Q&A at the end so if you have questions drop them we'll, we'll do a quick Q&A at the end 
and uh, keep all the questions on the podcast for people to listen to. Mm-hmm. But let's move in um, to the cash wide receivers. Mike Williams. Crazy. I was not ready last week to say this is legit. I am still worried that there will be a trap game coming up, but I have to say this is like, this is legit seven receptions on nine targets, 122 yards and two touchdowns. And when he's in the red zone, you know, let's say first and goal, Mike Williams is a go-to target right now. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, if you look at what's happening, 12 targets, week one, 10 targets, week two, nine targets, week three, it feels there. 22 points week one, 22 points week two, 33 week three. I mean, you have to get this guy on your team. One on the week. You have to get this guy on your team. This is, it's clear that. Would you be willing to trade him off of this high and get like some, or do you just ride the train? I think, I think it depends. Don't mess up what what you have. Yeah. I think if this is like a, Hey, Mike Williams could get hurt. Something's going to happen. Maybe get it like an a Rob. I know a Rob is somebody you can buy low right now. It's probably not doing the best. You know Excuse what? Me. I'm I not still, even sure I, I would want exactly a Rob. Over I Mike would Williams, still though. want Mike Williams. Hey, shout out to, um, I don't know. I just really thought about this. Mike Tagliere. He loved Mike Williams yeah. this year. Yeah. He he loved yeah. him. He spoke about him the whole time. He said he was going to be a fantasy sleeper here. Great value. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Williams. By the way, we haven't talked about that on the podcast. We talked about that on a live stream before, but mm-hmm. if you're listening, obviously Mike Tagliere, um, worked for fantasy pros and he passed away. Um, we want to wish the best to his family. And I know that he impacted our lives a ton. Tags was the first analyst I ever listened to and realized that I could create something of my own to talk about the one game I love more than anything, which is fantasy. So although I never met him, he had a big, big impact on our lives and um, just want to say praying for his family and, you know, wishing them the best, sending them um, yeah. the most love. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, he was big on Mike and that's awesome to see that Mike is doing well. Devonte, this is not surprising. Uh, Devonte Cooper cup. You know, this isn't surprising. This is what we expect. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. That's not surprising. DK Metcalf up there. Isn't surprising. What is surprising is Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah. Five receptions on six targets, 94 yards and two touchdowns it feels like a good game however i feel like if you pick him up and you start him you could regret it it doesn't feel like a consistent play yeah it does oh well yes i think this was people's concern coming into this year with the bills stefan diggs was the only guy there they had to bring in somebody in our minds coming into to fantasy this year Emmanuel sanders was just like a it felt like a desperation signing. Oh, let's get a man. Somebody competent, a little yep. bit older. It's clear that he's being utilized, but it, you know, five, six targets in total. I don't think that's terrible on this Washington defense that quote unquote is not supposed to be bad, but probably just had a bad game. I think it's something to consider. Had a bad three weeks. I think so. it's something to consider coming in. I think this is somebody I would like to target in the waiver wires if he is available. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll probably drop. I know a lot of people were holding on to a Monra, a Terrence Marshall, a and a I can't drop Terrence for Emmanuel Sanders personally. Right. I, I'm just I'm just giving options. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm just know. saying, like, because some people might wonder if we're all on the same page with that one. Right. I understand, especially like with the whole Robbie ordeal. Now CMC yeah. is hurt. How long that's going to take? I completely understand. Yeah. But um, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is somebody I'm going to keep my okay. eye on. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the reason I'm a little skeptical is just because I think next week he could have a game where he has two catches and 10 yards, you know, like that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but he did look great value. I mean, Jamar chase, geez, I think safe to say we were wrong on this one. Um, <laughs> we were definitely yeah. wrong on Jamar chase so far. You have Jamar chase, don't you? Luke? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's, um, he's balled out. Like, I mean, it's four, four touchdowns across three games now. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and that, that chemistry from college with Joe Burrow seems to be the, the difference maker. Mm-hmm. I uh, think sometimes sorry. it's so simple and we just make it so difficult, <laughs> but this is so simple. How do we miss this? I think what scares me is that he's not getting targeted as much. He's just finding the end zone, which is fine. It feels like an Adam Thielen effect. Mm. Adam Thielen is going to be getting in the end zone. But sometimes he won't get the targets, and if but he if he doesn't find the end zone and they shut him down, he's completely irrelevant. But I, to be fair, Jamar Chase was pretty heavily targeted the first two weeks, right? Or am I am I mistaking that? Um, let me pull that up. Let me look at his game log. No, you're you're right. So five, four, and seven. So you're correct. He has not been targeted all that much. Yeah, that is that is an interesting um, storyline to follow for sure. So I mean, do you I've, cash in on Jamar? Or do you just keep keep riding the train. It depends on who I would give up. Who you could cash in for? Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's the biggest question. Yeah. Are are you trying to keep? Are you are you selling high right now? Um, I think my viewpoint on it is that the Bengals' defense isn't that great. I think they they've got a pretty tough schedule, so I feel like. They're going to be coming up against teams where the game script is going to favor Joe having to throw the ball a lot. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I like Chase. And I, again, it, for me, it's that chemistry that he has with Joe. Like, uh, he might not be getting crazy targets right now, but he's looking to him in the final third of the field. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yep. And for me, I know touchdown isn't the most reliable metric uh, when you're in a pinch, but he's um, he's proven to be that guy towards the, the final third for Joe. So... Yeah. I would yeah. be fine. You are that him. guy, bud. You are that guy. <laughs> are yeah, that guy, honestly. Yeah. Um, um, I'll, I'll quickly name off a couple of performances that were interesting. Um, Deshaun Jackson, that's not going to continue. Cole Beasley, that is interesting. Definitely watch that. Um, Hunter Renfro, I wanted to obviously point out Brandon Ayuk. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't an amazing game, but this was very, very encouraging. 100%. Oh. Four receptions on six targets, 37 yards and a touchdown. If he, if he would have caught that last touchdown or that touchdown he dropped, it, obviously he would have had even, been too. even yeah. bigger boost finishing above a lot of these guys. But, it was a bad oh. drop as well, that one. Mm-hmm. It was a bad drop. Um, but yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Can we just pull up Cole Beasley's previous stats? Yeah. Yeah. He's been targeted a lot. Yeah. Because I remember he was a focal point of their offense last season as well. And he kind of went under the radar in drafts this year. I mean, 14 points week one, mm-hmm. they had a down week last week, but then 20 points this week. And if Josh Allen starts to continue his form from last year, like he did this game, then he can mm-hmm. definitely be on the cards for sure. Because John Brown isn't around 30, anymore. 30 total targets on the year for Colby. That's Beasley. crazy. He had so. 13 targets week one, 13 targets week three, and obviously four targets in week two. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely something that you could, I mean, he's probably on waivers. If he's, if he is grab him, mm-hmm. um, depending on your league size. All right. Any other wide receivers you want to talk about before we go to tight ends? Uh, I think Brandon cooks had a great week this week. DJ Moore had a great week this week. 
those are the guys that probably could have won you leagues. A uh, Tyler Boyd, you know, f- um, in a flex position. I think we said yeah, we that. said to start him in in the flex. So he did decent as well. So those are the guys I just kind of wanted to highlight really fast. Yeah. Um, I was going to say on Brandon Cooks, he is an absolute steal where you would have drafted him. Oh, 100%. Like everyone was fading him because of the offense on the Texans and the yep. Tyler yeah. Taylor. But even with Tyrod out, how many targets he got? 11 targets in the last game with Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's I'm crazy. disappointed in myself yeah. for not seeing that. Like, yeah. Sometimes things happen in, in you know, preseason and you're looking at players and you're like, oh, no, I, I'm not interested in Cooks. That offense isn't going to be good. And sometimes it's so simple. Well, he's the only guy. Only guy. Um, and he's a great, great wide receiver. Um, yeah. Titans are weird this week. It's a weird top, you know, list of these tight ends. Number one is Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Seven receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. Number two, Mike Gusecki. Hey, hey. 10 receptions, 86 fun. yards. I dropped him. <laughs> did you drop him he no. dropped him he, i dropped him like a uh in the follower game leagues. one game one he dropped a goosey uh-huh i dropped him picked up adam troutman and then he dropped a goosey on me and then i dropped him and i picked up jared cook and what did jared cook get this week um, uh jared cook what did he do this week not much he's so uh, it's hard to find him. basically in our follower league i've had no luck whatsoever with tight ends it's yeah. the conclusion yeah, we had a couple of people asking us, hey, uh, do I trade Mike Gusecki for this player? That that tight end, one of them was Gerald Everett. And I think we told everyone, just hold Gusecki. Yeah. Let's see what the offense is going to look like. So this, that's panned out pretty well. This was um, um, the week. Does this continue with Gusecki? I think this was, I told people that if there was one person I'm confident in starting on the Dolphins, besides Miles Gaskins, due to the quarterback play, it is my, uh, Mike Gusecki. Because I think he is the main target in this offense this is a guy who has the most uh, not the most um i guess experience with with him but um i'm pretty sure we can hear that. anyways that's sorry what, we have our notifications on <laughs> notifications the, on. the podcast <laughs> yeah but thank you for the follow on twitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really appreciate you yeah but i yeah i love mike Kazeki. i still like him he was my favorite guy coming in in this dolphins offense so and this, I, you just combine the words dolphin Dolphins and offense. Dolphins. Dolphins <laughs> offense. <laughs> but yeah, keep him. I say keep him. Not sell high on him right now. Say, hey, two is going to come back soon. This is two's ah, favorite target. So inconsistent. Hey, it's, it's, it's hard like, to do. Honestly, Gusecki, you start him, but he's in that category of who knows what the hell is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I loved seeing Kittle back. Seven receptions on nine targets, 92 mm-hmm, yards. Mm-hmm. That's a much better stat line. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. And once you start getting those touchdowns, Kittle comes back to the, that top three status. What happened? Uh, we might as well start with trash. Uh, as we're <laughs> it's probably easier. About the tight ends. There's definitely a, there's definitely some two guys that TJ. I want to talk about. Yes, TJ, TJ has to be on there. TJ, and then for me, Kyle Pitts. Um, but yeah, TJ only two targets for ten yards. Yeah. He didn't have the best, you know, day. I, I, this is more defense played pretty uh, well. This is the game that I probably had to rewatch. I know you probably watched this game. Oh yeah, I watched um, the info, baby. <laughs> um, did you did you notice that with, were they just shutting them down? Like what? yeah, well I think we'd identified that TJ was their number one target. Kind of their passing offense runs through him, um, which is interesting because uh, previously we haven't done very well against Tyler. 
So I think we literally had um, Jimmy Smith come back from injury, who's one of our best, better corners at the moment with Marcus Peters out. Right. And I'm pretty sure he shadowed him the whole game. So yeah, okay. we actually had a That's corner. That's smart. Take end. out the best option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this isn't going to continue. You can still you can still start TJ weekly. I yeah. think this is definitely. I think this is going to be somebody on our trade for potentially. Um, I need to look into it. It's probably really early, but this is somebody I would trade for. Take advantage right now. He had a terrible week. No um, fan. Mm-hmm. Another bad week. Yeah. Um. Did not live up to the expectations. Under four points. Um, look, you're going to keep starting Noah Fant. He's still a good top seven option each week. Kyle Pitts, um, two receptions on 35 yards. Not what you wanted from Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And obviously I watched this game. I thought he would be some sort of a, a distraction for us, but he wasn't, he didn't get targeted. I think if I'm not mistaken until the, the end, end of the third quarter in this game, they didn't utilize him. It, it was terrible. When they went to the goal line, he actually ran off the field. And the whole time they tried to throw the ball and then they, they ended up throwing it to like a third string tight end. I, although there were a couple opportunities in the red zone for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. When I was watching. And then that's, that's when they came back to it in the second time um, yeah. in the fourth quarter. But yeah, it was, it was terrible. I was really disappointed because I do have Kyle Pitts in, in one of my leagues. Um, mm. He's just not looking. This all they're just not utilizing him in the right way. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think they're going to figure this out with Kyle Pitts. Give it time. If you own Kyle Pitts, don't so. sell him. I I'm keeping so. him. Are you are you selling Kyle Pitts right now? I personally think you can. I think in, in a redraft potentially, I want to see what I can get for him. You know, maybe somebody that doesn't like a Tyler Higby. I, which I doubt that's going to happen. You know, Tyler Higby, he's been really inconsistent. It's clear that Cooper Cup is the number one guy there. Um, a TJ Hawkinson, I would try to sell right now. Hey, TJ, I don't know. Or buy. Uh, it's mm. it's really hard to see who I can buy for right now. Um, but Or how I can sell Kyle Pitts. But I'm going to definitely shop him for sure. I, I just don't see the consistency coming anytime soon. And if it is, it will probably be the last five weeks. Where by that time, I don't really care. Personally, I still believe in Kyle Pitts, you know, so this might be a good opportunity if you feel the same way to buy him. If someone is worried about him, um, top four pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, it was a Giants defense. Maybe this was game plan. He's been heavily targeted in the other weeks. Mm-hmm. So I would be looking to, to cash in if someone is is worried about Kyle Pitts. Um, let's go to quarterbacks and talk about the trash quarterbacks this week. Mm-hmm. Those who just did not live up to expectations. Justin Fields has to be at the top of that list. A guy I started in many leagues. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't it do didn't. Too well. It just didn't work out. They could not protect him to save his life. We we saw what Tyrod did last week, and I would like to think that the Bears' offensive line is just as good as the Texans, but obviously that's not true. Yeah. And unfortunately, Justin Fields just never had any time to feel comfortable. I think they sacked him nine times. That's crazy. Jason Garrett. Sorry, Jason Garrett. Miles Garrett. <laughs> Miles Garrett. <laughs> Imagine I did Jason that, Garrett I did that as well. <laughs> I did that last week. Um, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks. Mm. That's a team record. Yeah. Um, it didn't look too it, good. It was, they could not do Painful. anything to protect him. I felt so bad watching that game. 
Yeah, I, I obviously there's a handful of guys that didn't do well. Um, but Justin Fields, yeah, just didn't have no time. Um, I guess just really quick fire people that I thought that you could start with confidence. A Teddy against the Jets, only mm-hmm. 11 points. Uh, yep. Daniel Jones, obviously against the Falcons. That six, was a big letdown. He, sure. he has 16 points, but it's still you expect a little bit more um, totally. from him. Um, who else? Let me ask you, do you expect Daniel Jones to be a weekly starter or is he still in that streaming streaming category? Probably streaming category, I think right? St- streaming QB2 category okay. in, in a two-quarterback league. Uh, and then also Kyler Murray. He had two really good games week one and two. He still got you 18 points, but it was still a letdown. Yeah. I have Kyler Murray in, in, in the league, and it was like, oh, you know, he's gonna he should be playing good against the Jags. Letdown. He threw a couple picks or a pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. It was clear that they were gonna they were running the ball. James Conner, I think Chase Edmonds, he ran in for a touchdown as well. Just didn't break that like 25 point threshold. You were, I guess, kind of expecting. Yeah. 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 I still feel good about Kyler going forward. Uh, I think mm-hmm. there's, Absolutely. there's probably, if not no options better, one or two better than Kyler. Still top three. And you have to start him each week. Don't question it. I know it's weird against that uh, matchup, but mm-hmm. you have to, you have to start Kyler. It's, it's clear. Um, let's talk about running backs. Running backs who just did not perform. Does anyone have anyone in particular that comes to mind based off of, you know, their own play, their own matchups? Um, I'd be disappointed with David Montgomery's mm-hmm. performance. Um, I mean, Cleveland obviously have a, a pretty great D-line, but Monty looked really explosive against Rams D-line, who are also really good. Um, yeah. So you'd be disappointed. He's in that RB, low-end RB1 higher end RB two category. So to get that kind mm-hmm. of production from him, you'd be definitely disappointed with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously that, uh, the situation with Justin Fields, like they were just never on the field. That's 100%. not fun, but they were literally just never on the field. Yeah. I think, and um, that unfortunately affected David Montgomery as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the one that comes to mind that I know we told a lot of people to start due to the matchup was Tyson, Tyson Williams. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one to point um, he, out. He didn't really do anything this week. It was a really disappointing. You expected him to kind of at least get you 10 points. Yeah. I mean, 2.2 points. They only ran the ball five times with him. Yeah. It, it, it Why? Because, Luke, I know you're a Ravens fan, so you would watch that game in full. Yeah. What What the hell? Yeah. This is a terrible run defense. It was How so How are you weird. running the ball that little amount of times. Honestly, it was almost as if our offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, came out and earmarked this game to practice our passing, like our passing offense. And, and that's that's what, almost what it was like. That's what I was going to say. I was just like, well, actually, maybe they thought the weakness was a passing game. If if Hollywood caught those balls, yeah. the weakness is the passing the passing. Well, defense. I was saying to you that if you'd watch that game in full... The defense. If, if you'd watch that game in full... And um, you'd seen Lamar's passing. He was throwing dots everywhere. And he was actually, so yeah. I think he just saw that Greg Roman thought, okay, maybe we're going to use this opportunity. And if Hollywood Brown had not <laughs> had butterfingers, the then yeah. we would have, we would have definitely yeah. had at least two or three passing touchdowns. But yeah, I think that's what it was. It was kind of, um, we saw an opportunity to maybe work on a weakness of ours or what's seen as a weakness. And he just didn't really get in the game after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frustrating, but. 
I mean, what can you do? Um, I think I'm, I think Tyson's a guy that you can potentially start based off matchup, but it doesn't feel like a smash start anymore. Yeah, that one just like threw everyone off with Tyson. Uh, next week is going to be hard to tell people to start Tyson Williams. Um, another guy I can see here is Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Eight points, 10 carry, 64 yards. He did find the end zone, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't find the end There's zone. Hines. But he was extremely efficient. Ten they should have gone to him more yeah, in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, if you, 10 uh, carries, 64 yards. Like They should have hit him up more. I'm not worried about Jonathan Taylor. I th- a lot of people are. I, I'm not in that camp, but I think you might be, Badaki. It's not that I'm not worried. It, it, it's okay. These are what I'm frustrated about or scarce about when it comes down to these running backs is that you drafted him with such high draft capital. Yeah. Some people yeah. in some in some leagues, don't get me wrong, they drafted him from five all the way to, you know, twelve. The RB yeah. five to twelve, which that's yeah. really high. You expected him to be giving you those minimum points week in and week yep. out, you know, minimum fifteen points. To where like he only had one good game the past two games. Um, week one, 17 points, week two, 16, week three, 18. He has, he was efficient this past week. Um, sorry. in um, against the Titans, but still I'm, I'm scared. 18 points this week. Did he? No, no. So 18, I think that's 18 it. points. Week one, 18 points, week 17.6 week one. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just, I'm scared about that. That's the only, that's the only thing I'm scared right. about is that like I drafted him with such high draft capital that he's not yeah. performing for me and you're probably losing you're probably lost. You're, you're probably 0 and 2, 1 and 2 because of Jonathan Taylor. Yep. I I get it. I get the worry. I just think it's too early to give up on a guy like Jonathan Taylor, especially because of how efficient he's been. Nick yeah. Chubb, I mean, look, Nick yeah. Chubb didn't have a good game. No. Um, but it's you know, when you look at the point totals between Chubb and Taylor, it's not all that different. But I still feel good about Chubb because of the offense and because of his uh, role. Yeah, I think so as well. I think um you saw if you I watched part of that game as well. It it was just unlucky, you know. Kareem oh, Hunt, Kareem Hunt came in and he just so happened to fall into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were yeah. they were still utilizing Nick Chubb. There, I thought there was a time where Chubb was going to get that touchdown, but it just became mm. unlucky there. Yeah, yeah. Is there any other running backs you want to talk about that had bad weeks? Um, not or nec- move on to wide receiver. Yeah, not necessarily bad weeks. Um, I think obviously I just wanted to talk about Gibson. Um, but okay. maybe Luke has one. Gibson. In my opinion, I'm scared. Yes, he had the big run. Yes, he finished with 17 points. I'm. I just don't know if I can trust him moving forward. In my opinion, um, if you take away the big run, he didn't do anything for for me. He didn't do anything for me. It probably was game script. It was against the Bills, which is a tough defense. But uh, I can I would have to do the the uh, subtract that run and then see how many points he would finish and where he would finish. Oh. But I'm just scared. I'm still scared. Here's the thing, right? Gibson is that electric of a player where subtracting runs like that don't make sense to me because he could do that every week. You know, there are some uh, I, players who have who have plays like that and you're like, look, they don't really have that in think, their game anymore. I think it's the same thing with But like Gibson can do that every week and he plays Atlanta next week. I don't mm-hmm. think this is time to panic. I think this is time to be okay and you you smash start him next week against Atlanta. I, I I agree. I, I I can definitely I see where you're coming from. I am um, if he doesn't perform against Atlanta, who he who is a amazing start for him, 
then I think that's where you can really say, okay, Gibson is probably not this person that we thought he would be um, as a top. I mean, I saw him as a top five running back, top eight running back coming into this year. Top top five, top eight. And it doesn't feel like he's going to finish anywhere near that. Okay. Do you have anyone, Luke? Luke, did you have one? Uh, No, I would just like to point out kind of the interesting situation between Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's grown into something, maybe a little bit concerned for Mike Davis owners. I mean, Patterson didn't do too well on the ground, uh, but he's getting a lot of targets. He has seven targets again today uh, and he's been efficient with that work as well. 82 yards off of six receptions. I mean, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's an interesting development. hundred percent. It feels like they're almost using them the same way. Yeah. You know, when you look at the targets and the carries, it's like they are the running back by committee. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> they people are don't one see person. Cordell Patterson as a running back. <laughs> yeah. So That's so funny. They're actually one person, but you can get If you could point. put Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson, Cordero <laughs> Patterson together, they would be like a very good fantasy running back. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you can't do that. No, that's definitely an interesting um an interesting thing to bring up. Um, all right, let's finish with trash wide receivers. Mm-hmm. All right, People who see. did not live up to expectations. You started them with confidence and you look back on it and you think, wow, that uh, that uh, did not work out. <laughs> Anyone stand out to you guys? Um, there's a bunch I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. I can see Roberto Woods, Talalaki, he did get hurt. Julio Jones, um, Hollywood Brown, he had a great matchup. Cortland Sun had a great matchup. These are guys that all got under... Um, eight points or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very disappointing. These are guys that you hoped could win your leagues. Obviously, AJ Brown was as well, but he got hurt. Yeah. So that's a little bit yeah. different. Um, I need to make a public apology for telling people to start Rondell Moore this week. Um, I don't know what happened. Rondell Moore, Genuinely, exactly. I, I don't know what happened. I think we both said that, but I'll, I'll take the L on this. Um, look, they didn't utilize him, and I don't understand why. Because it's not as if they blew out the Jags and it's not as if they didn't need him. So this really confuses me. I saw really great uh, improvement in his target share from week one to two and his snap uh, snap count. So I'm going to have to look at the numbers afterwards and figure out why. But I started Rondell Moore in some leagues. Thank God it didn't kill me. I, I ended up winning some of those leagues, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not a good performance and you can't start him with confidence you know, going forward, unfortunately, KJ Osborne is someone that people might have felt confident starting in. He got under five points. Same with Allen Robinson. That was very much, yeah. um, you know, because of what happened in that game. Um, Sterling, but he he got hurt as well. I think yep. that was a letdown. Um, besides, besides um, his injury, he. Sorry, not besides his injury. He just let people down because he got hurt. But a lot of people started him yeah. with confidence this week. Yeah, Which sucks. Anyone come to mind for you, Luke, in particular that you that you maybe started in your leagues or anything like that? Yeah, um, D Hop is one that comes to mind. I think uh, mm. it was a tough one with D Hop because obviously he had the rib injury and like, is he is he not going to play all week? And um, I had the decision like, am I going to start him? Because I could have started some other people. I mean, Tyler Boyd was one. I think I even had Cordell Patterson who I could have started my flex above him. Um, but I just could not bring myself to do it. It's like that whole part of you start your studs. Yeah. Um, it yeah. kind of felt a bit like a bit of a decoy on the field in the end. Uh, Kirk was getting a lot of the targets and he did most of the receiving work, but I know it was just um, most likely. And maybe maybe this is the connection we can make with Rondell 
maybe that has something to do with it. The fact that D Hop was not playing his normal role, you know, which maybe hurts Rondell's opportunity to play the role they established for him. I would I would have to look into it, but I think they they came into this game wanting to run the ball. Mm. I would have to see how Chase performed. I think I know Chase had a couple good runs. I know um James Conner found the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um so maybe they came in as like, you know what, we're gonna establish the run game. We've been torching everyone in the air, but the run probably hasn't been as efficient. So maybe that's something that they came in wanting to do. Yeah. Um, All right. There's a lot of questions here in the chat. mm -hmm. Um was there anyone else, sorry, quickly that we wanted to talk about, either cash or trash on the week? Tyreek Hill didn't have a great week. Yeah, Tyreek. Ten points. Un- under Two weeks 10 in points. a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry, he had 10 points. Still a little bit disappointing for a guy. That's probably a wide receiver one. Um, yeah. That's about it. I mean, Stefan Diggs, 12 points. You hope that he gets at least 15 to 20 points. He yeah. got 12. That's still At least a, these guys didn't kill you. you yeah, know? exactly. At least, at least they didn't do crazy terrible. But like, it's still like a, ah, uh, hey, we know, we, we know that they can do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I get a, that. That's a disappointing part. I get that. I would say it's week three. I know you've probably heard this before, but don't panic on too many players. Mm. Um, you know, Gibson has a great matchup coming up this week against Atlanta. I'm trying to think of, of other people. We told people don't don't panic on Clyde just yet. Clyde had a better game. Um, there's been a lot of players that people are like, oh my God, I'm I what do I do? I I don't want to um, rely on this player anymore. That's why Jonathan Taylor comes into that category for me. Same with Nick Chubb. I'm not worried about these guys. I'm, I'm, I'm still confident in them. Um, but should we potentially uh, answer some questions in the chat? If you're listening on the podcast, we're going to take the next 10 minutes and just answer as many of these chat questions as possible. And then we will end the podcast. We will also have waiver wires on YouTube tomorrow. You'll be able to see those. Um, but uh, let's just go ahead and, and start. At, we'll start from from the most recent ones. Sorry, guys. We just there's a lot of questions in the chat. We'll try and get to as many as possible. A Rob, we did talk about Allen Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. There is reason for concern with Allen Robinson. There's definitely reason for concern. I think one that offensive line and mm. can yeah, just the offensive line. Can he can Justin Fields give have enough time to even throw him the ball? That's the most concerning yeah. part. Um, so yeah, there is definitely reason to be concerned. There's reason for concern, but maybe he's a hold candidate because not a lot of people would give you a good value for him right now. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't imagine anyone feeling confident enough to trade for him as if he's a star. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, there's a question over on Twitch and it says, should I wait for CMC updates before I try to trade him? We did hear an update and again, this could change, but the latest update that we heard was it was better than a grade one sprain, which less, means that less it would probably only be a week or two. Yeah, I think uh, it better or less. I don't know. So if it's less than yeah, a grade one sprain, that means the same thing. Means yeah. The, yeah, means nothing. <laughs> um, but it's depending on how long he can recover. I feel it feels like right now he'd be out one to two weeks. Yeah, I'd say a minimum a week. His game was on Thursday. He's going to have ten days rest before mm-hmm. his next game. Mm-hmm. So if you take out that game and just roll that out. And then the next game after that, you're talking nearly two weeks. So yeah, nearly two weeks just for him to miss one game. I think it's it's a good opportunity for him to come back in week five. I wonder who he plays, but yeah, I think you you can definitely start shopping. Don't go crazy. Yeah. Sorry, nearly three weeks, not two weeks. That's shocking mass for me. That's nearly three weeks. And and here's what I would say as well on the CMC situation: if you 
are two and zero or now three and zero, and you have CMC, there's no way you should be shopping him around. Yeah, agreed. You know, like you just don't need to do that. But if you're zero and three and you need to win these next two games, that's when I would consider shopping CMC. Um, you know, if I'm one and two or zero and three, that's when I'm considering shopping CMC. But yeah. you don't sell him for nothing. You get elite value because he will be the best running back when he comes back again. Mm-hmm. He will be. Yeah. So you don't sell him for nothing. Um, should I sell Cooper Cup high? That's an interesting one. Uh, I think you should sell Roberto Wood. Ride, ride <laughs> yeah. the train, or not I mean, even you can't so. sell Bobby Trees. Right? Stay on that train. For uh, you need to stay on. Yeah, stay on yeah. the train. Don't worry about it. Keep him. He's the number one. I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure he's number one receiver in total in fantasy right now. Right yeah, now. he is. Yeah. So yeah. you Another keep you keep plus. the number one guy. No doubt about him. Yeah, yeah and it, it looks like that's just going to continue to trend that way. Jesus, it's just I'm I'm waiting for the week where he doesn't have over ten targets and. Well, we Gosh, watched twelve targets, game. nine, nine. Uh, mm. Is that? Did he put up two touchdowns again? Yeah, this yeah. Week? He was the almost like God. the first person that every time was looking at it, every, it, he's every look, play. I think I need to read. This is a game I need to rewatch as well. He, I caught like more towards the end, the third quarter, and he just kept throwing it to Cooper yeah, Cup. It, it's like there's no one else there. It's just him. It's literally oh, just that's so him. frustrating. I, I think you start to start Bobby Trees, though. If anyone's curious, I think you probably don't have a better flex option to, than Bobby Trees to start. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see what I can get for Roberto because maybe somebody like someone like you that's in our league could I could potentially sound like, oh, well, he's still valuable. So it's gonna be I, st- I still see value in Bobby Trees. He might be a buy low candidate for me. Um, He's not as value, a valuable as Cup, obviously, but mm-hmm. I still see value. Um, there is a question from Chris here. He says, thoughts on James Robinson, start of a comeback. We did talk about that earlier in the in the podcast. Yeah. There is reason for hope. Finishes as the RB3. And uh, I think <laughs> Urban Meyer might have realized, hey, this is probably our most talented player outside of Trevor Lawrence. Maybe we should get him touches. Super efficient with his touches. Yeah. And very involved in the passing game. I don't imagine you can ch- you can trade James Robinson because of the inconsistencies. Like the value you'll get back isn't going to be enough. So I think you have to hold and just hope that this is a sign of good things to come. I just don't imagine anyone really wanting to go after. I think you could package, James Robinson. I think you could package James Robinson if you wanted to sell him high right now. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe maybe package James and a Darrell for a I don't know a chub that probably didn't have the best game. I don't mm-hmm. know if somebody would take that. Maybe it's not, it's probably not the best trade offer right now, but well, I was going to ask if you're a James Robinson owner, mm-hmm. someone offers you cream hunt. Would you take that? Yeah. I would rather have cream hunt. Zach. No, I, I would, I would keep James Robinson because I know the volume is going to be there weekly. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I, At least the I expect it now. Cause they see this is how we can yeah. get close in games. Well, you already know the volume is going to be there with Kareem hunt. I know that he's going to have similar volume, but he's not going to be the guy every week. There's going to be weeks where Kareem Hunt has four points. That's just the reality. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I just... And he only has six six attempts. Yeah, I just feel more confident trading for um, or having Kareem Hunt on my team than James Robinson. One game, I, it, it, needs, I it, needs, it needs to just see more consistent where Kareem... Well, hold on. What, what's Kareem Hunt done this year? Maybe yeah. I could be wrong. I could be um, wrong as well. First game week of the season, one, I think he had six attempts. He, he got a touchdown. He only had six attempts. Week two, 13 attempts ends up with six with six points. So I think we are 
possibly focusing too much on this week with Kareem Hunt. It's not as if Kareem Hunt's been a fantastic fantasy option, you know, every week. He was no, good week one, sure. good week two, but... I just know we, he... I'm sorry, we I know that Kareem Hunt can be utilized, and when he's on the field, he can produce where James Robinson, not that he can't produce when he's down, when he's on the field. I just don't know if, Hey, this week, James Robinson should yeah. be utilized, but he just didn't, he just wasn't. I think that's, yeah. that's the frustration. Okay. I, I see it both ways. I don't think there's a, I mean, obviously there's going to be a wrong answer, but I see it both ways and I understand. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to figure out where we are here. Uh, someone said, I wanted your opinion, input on Hines versus Taylor. I don't know if you said it. I got a call. Um, look, with the Hines-Taylor situation, Hines is only going to be valuable. It's not consistent. It's just the definition of like, uh, let's hope that he gets the work this week. It's just not going to be a consistent play. I still yeah. prefer Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, I do prefer Jonathan Taylor as well. Naeem Hines kind of up and down. I think it's somebody you should definitely keep on your bench just in case somebody gets hurt or something happens, honestly. He's a pinch flex player, I feel like, just because of that lack of consistency. Mm. Someone asked about Clyde in the chat, and I guess we should quickly talk about that because if there's a player I'm potentially trying to sell high, it's Clyde. Mm. For me. Like, I just don't think they need him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we watched the game in full last week against the Ravens and there was just, Mahomes just constantly looking downfield, wasn't he? He was like barely ever looking at Clyde. And he, he rolled into the end, end zone on a on the back of a reception today. But how often is that going to happen? Like? I mean, you're right. Yeah, and but how often is he going to get that many attempts? Yeah. Like that's that's not he common. Had, he only had three more attempts than, than week one. Um, If okay. you really look into it, obviously four more attempts from week two against Baltimore. I feel like the the carries are are a little bit consistent. It's just his how much he can do with that. Yeah, you know, seventeen carries for a hundred yards. He averaged five, oh, nearly six yards. Yeah, very efficient per today. carry. So, and oh, I, I would assume that the Ravens and Chargers defense are. I feel like they're kind of really close. Head to what? Head. So did they play the Ravens next or something? No, they played, <laughs> I'm saying they played the Ravens last week. Oh, okay. And the Chargers, Sorry, the Chargers yeah. and the Ravens and Chargers defense, I feel like are, yeah, I are, think are pretty similar. Sure, yeah. So it's just when can he be, how can he, sorry, when can he be efficient? Yeah. yeah I, think I think the opposite, just quickly, the opposite, yeah, opposite side of that coin is without that touchdown, people are worried about Clyde still. Yeah. I think it's the draft capital. Same thing with Gibson. Which comes into it. And it's no, yeah, it relates to Gibson as well because Clyde you got in in the second, mm-hmm. and I mean the first two weeks you don't really expect that from your RB two. You're like, yeah, you're right, but you also don't expect Clyde or Clyde to do really good against Cleveland, Baltimore, or the Chargers. You know, like it, the Washington. Well, you play the Chargers. So, so why do we not bit. expect him to do well against Baltimore when DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams just shredded them? I think it that's different because you don't have uh, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Well, it doesn't matter because this is the team that he's on. I know that. I know that. I, I understand that. I just think for me, I would still rather have Clyde with the upside of the team. Mm-hmm. Not I, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift is complete. I would rather have them, maybe Swift over Clyde. But I think everyone yeah, I would. Else, uh, no one's going to give you. Yeah, I would definitely do that. I would definitely prefer to have Swift over Clyde. Yeah, and you know, you know, I I hear you when you say I'd probably be looking to be trading Gibson. 
um, for me, it's I, I feel more strongly about trying to trade Clyde. Mm. I, I don't think they need him. And as as efficient as he was, they didn't win the game. Yeah, they didn't. This way. Yeah. What kind of value so, did you look for? With yeah, I was about think? to look at that myself right now because I saw a couple questions there in the chat. So right now, honestly, it's funny. I would actually prefer a cream hunt. It's, you know, it's interesting that we say that. Wow. I would prefer a cream hunt. I'm not, I, I would still rather have Clyde. I would prefer mm-hmm. a Daryl Henderson. I would prefer a would Chris Carson, Miles Sanders, David nice. Montgomery. Um, those are some like names potentially Edmonds? that you could. Someone's like, someone like uh, a Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, I would still prefer Clyde because mm. I think he's connected to the to the better offense. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think yeah. for me, what really what why I really hold on to Clyde is because this offense, like can can switch yeah it can so it can switch yeah. and once clyde is being realized he's okay clyde is on a roll which it seems like he was on a roll this game so continue to utilize him and i think i just i think long longevity and like this offense is just they can score three four touchdowns and be up on a team all right clyde go for it like just keep running the ball Obviously, that that's not the case it right now. Doesn't happen though. In these past yeah. couple games, it hasn't happened. They're, they're never it's been like, really close. "Oh, we're good now, Clyde, go ahead." They're yeah. just like, "No, let's just keep shoving it down their throats." And I also saw a stat the other. I think it was last week that the the um, the Chiefs haven't won by more than one score in something like their past eight games or their past nine games mm-hmm. or something yeah. wild like Defense that. Defense isn't so, amazing. I, I actually think not that they're getting found out, but. You know, a lot of teams have played Mahomes and they know what he's going to be doing. And it feels like they're getting a grasp a little bit. Not saying that every team can beat them now. Mm-hmm. It's just more like they have a little bit of a, like an understanding. They know he's talented. They know he's going to run across, run to the towards the sideline and throw in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They actually have a protection for that now. Like it's weird. I don't know what I'm not saying. I It's legit, but I think it's actually pretty true that they have a protection. Like they know, okay, like, let's not do that. What's the protection for a broken play? I don't understand. Cover the middle of the field. <laughs> There's no protection for a broken. Look, I think I, I just can't wait till it's end of the year and the Chiefs are like the two or three seed and everyone's like, oh, oops. <laughs> the Chiefs are still great. Um, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, still Patrick Mahomes. I think I still believe they can, they're going to make the first or second seed. Yeah. I, I don't, I definitely do believe that. I just think that. It oh, I think people are just taking massive victory laps right now on the Chiefs. And I'm like, mm, okay, do your thing. <laughs> um, there's a lot of questions, guys, and I wish we could answer all of them right now. Um, just to be 100% transparent with you, we're in Sydney, Australia, and we have been up since 3 a.m. It's now almost 3 p.m. Um, yeah. So we have been watching football, covering football on this channel for almost an, an entire half of a day. Uh, we are definitely worn out. But what I can tell you is that we go live a lot. So if you and we answer questions a lot, Q&A's all the time. So subscribe on YouTube, follow on Twitch. We'd be happy to answer your questions in the future. Mm-hmm. But for now, for the sake of me not passing out, I think we should uh, end the podcast here. Yeah, look. Everyone, thank you so much for coming through with, with your questions. Um, hey, if you want, jump into our Discord. We have a Discord yes. in, in our link. 
uh, in the description I'll, I'll below. I'll pop that into the, to the chat. Yeah, solo.to slash fantasylandfootball. Ask all your questions there. The community there pretty, is pretty great. I see a lot of people in the community right now. Gator fan. Um, I think Logan's in there as well, if I'm not Discord's mistaken. It's a great place to ask all your questions. Yeah, you can ask all your questions. Very good community there. Um, and it's it's pretty pump. Obviously, Kieran's in there as well. So come on come on the Discord, and we can probably answer some of your questions on there. If not, we're gonna like Zach said, we're going to be going live um all the time throughout the week mm-hmm. yeah and if you want and by to- the way we do answer all start sit questions saturday night 9 p.m eastern mm-hmm. standard time on both twitch and youtube but huge love huge um, love. Thank we you, will see Thank you. you yeah coming thanks, for, thanks for joining luke always yeah, i think always next, a pleasure gents next game is the jacksonville jaguars and the cincinnati Bengals. it is indeed and that we'll, we'll cover live Yes, yeah. that's the next Thursday night game. And then I think... And then you've got Tom Brady's return to the Patriots next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But hey, all love y'all. We really appreciate you. Um, make sure you subscribe to the channel as well. A lot of cool videos coming out. Um, yep. All love y'all. Hey. hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.